Hello, and welcome to this edition of Making Noise, Making Moves. It's a podcast featuring our emergence artists this year from 2022. Today, I'm joined with Neve McPhillips and Kate O'Driscoll. Hi, Neve and Kate. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. Um, So listen, um, you both are super interesting young dancers, creators, choreographers, and I'd love for you to tell our audience today just a bit about yourselves, um, about how you came to dance and just kind of inspirational moments that led you to today. If you'd like to start, Kate. Hi, so um, I'm a recently graduated professional performer. Um, I trained at Stalaman College in Bedford, England, and I initially started dancing when I was three. I'm from Cork, so I started in the freaking crane with Aruba Colin doing ballet and tap. And I have to say my tap career did not last very long. That was <laughs> that was just an added bonus for the while. Um, and then I actually stopped dancing for a while just because I was still quite young and mum got me involved in every other sport possible just to make sure I had something that I wanted to do as a hobby. And I suppose I kind of missed, I didn't realise at the time, but looking back, I think the creative element to dancing was something that I really uh, cherish. And it was that extra push for me as well. Like, so I loved being active, but there was something in it for me to express myself and be quite creative. So I went back to Lucy French School of Dance and I did my RAD exams there. I did ballet, contemporary, I did jazz and hip hop kind of over the years. And I was there until like 2018 when I finished school as well. And um, I suppose dance really meant a lot to me. Like during those years, I was a really shy and kind of quiet child. So it really helped me with kind of like making really important connections with the people around me and also like being able to express myself and just grow and yeah challenge myself um so yeah that's kind of me so it it was when I was around 16 that I realized that you know these aren't just classes like I like I love this and I care about it and my dance teacher suggested to me, Lucy suggested to me that, you know, you can apply for colleges if you want to, that is a thing, you will have to go abroad for it, but it's still an option. And I never thought of it as an option prior to that. I really didn't know it was a thing. I just thought you went to college, like you went to UCC, um, university like that. So it was only really in kind of like my final year of school, so around sixth year that I, kind of started looking into what style or like what style of college and I initially thought you know maybe contemporary colleges were the one for me but I ended up at Stellaman which I absolutely adored it's Stellaman College of Performing Arts so I literally did every subject under the sun we did jazz commercial lyrical contemporary ballet contact work and acting and singing and a little bit of tap so, so Kate, I was going to ask you, did the tape, the tap now come back in handy? Like that little bit of rhythm just got kind of <laughs> you through a bit? Um, it really didn't. I no. honestly had no memory of it. So it was going back afresh. Starting fresh. <laughs> yeah, Start over. Absolutely. <laughs> you leave. Mm-hmm. So the class I was in was crop top. It was like the beginner's tap. So um yeah that was probably one of the most challenging subjects like I really struggled with it it wasn't for me but yeah you know it was great to get to go and have everything um so I guess during all of my training like contemporary had been something I cared about and loved um prior to my training and I suppose it wasn't like at Stella when I was there like jazz and commercial are their big strong subjects so they have an excellent faculty anyway so all the teachers are brilliant um like and Laura Gibson who was the contemporary teacher is like absolutely fabulous as well so I still loved it but it was only really in my final year 
at Stella I was like you know this is something for me like I really love this style I think this might be something that I'd like to specialize in and work in but it was definitely great and I definitely benefited from doing all the other subjects and they still have an influence on me now massively and have obviously helped with developing my technique and like mm -hmm. style wise as well so that was really interesting I think um, that's the big thing when you go to a school like that when you're exposed and you experience you can take it in so many different styles of dance that you have so many different things to draw from in terms of movement styles and then if you want to go into something more particular like contemporary although the movement quality might be different than commercial you still have so much to draw on in terms of even character development or just points of reference um, are very broad like that Mm -hmm. um, and then you'll see the way that contemporary dancers work then are completely different then in terms of a commercial approach and like I'm sure Neve will be able to talk about that quite a bit in terms of your reach with broad reach because there's so much research and development and the way you create is quite different than in a commercial setting as well right or like um, theatrical uh, musical theater sense as well and it's Absolutely. a whole different whole different approach but it's mm -hmm. still great though to have all of that knowledge yeah, totally. Um, and Kate, when did you when did you come back or when did you graduate? So I graduated in July of 2021. Perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good time. <laughs> it was an interesting year. Yeah. It was an interesting year. We did kind of a mix of like Zoom and in mm -hmm. college when we could be there. Obviously, we um, had a few lockdowns, so I was at home yeah. for a couple of months, and then I finally got back over there, and things were just starting to settle in just as I was finishing. So it was a really interesting yeah, good to do that. Neve, we'll comment on this as well, but um, and we'll 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 um have you speak here in a moment just about your experience. But the whole thing of working on Zoom. And this is great that we're able to do this. We're all in three different locations. Um, we all have the fabulous Zoom up and running here. But in terms of the working online, I think so much in creating online that this is part of the future. And you've probably done quite a bit of this as Neve as well in the past um, well, few months in particular. But that whole, it's a whole other skill that then you're gonna have. Like you're really comfortable adapting to working online, offline and just, you know, you, you did it because you had to, whereas before some people were probably working online, creating online, but they didn't really have a choice in terms of, or they're just like a bit awkward or a bit uncomfortable about it, or you just sort of like, okay, um, or maybe it was their idea to go with it, but now it's all of a sudden become a bit mainstream. Neve, have you found that? How have you found that in the last little while? Yeah, I think for me, like, Kate, I graduated in November 2021, but I did drama. <laughs> Before. Yeah. So, um, but I thought it was very tricky in the beginning for most people, and I think a lot of people are like, "Oh God, panic! What are we gonna do?" Um, especially in college, I think because we were so set in our rigorous way of like, "Okay, I go to this class and I do yeah, like the university setting as well." Yeah. And then to do it online, it was like, okay, I have to like rethink how I'm going to do this. But I mean, that's what artists are meant to do. So it yeah, was kind it's a good of point. Like this really weird moment of like a lot of artists going like, no, I'm not doing online. It's not working. We're not going to do it. Whereas, and I think you could see that. And even in a lot of the work throughout that period, the artists that just kind of, um, I'm thinking of like Kush Kame and Pan Pan and Anu as well. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of thought, they kind of like, okay, this is what I have. I'm going to use what I have. And it worked. Um, and I really, I did, as you said, Jeanette, um, Kush Kame Broadreach in my final year, which was 2020. Um, and I did it with Philippa Don Donlan. Donlan, yeah. And it was and it was all online. And I was like, I was really in college, like, I don't want to do any more online. But she honestly facilitated the online experience to be nearly like we were in the same room. I've never met Philippa in person, but I feel like I had. That you know her. Um 
yeah and I was like we were all in our little spaces all over Dublin or wherever we were yeah but the the way that uh, Philippa facilitated it um I, I, I don't know how she did it but the way she did it was like felt like I could um create anything in my own space which I never would have been able to do before because mm-hmm. I would even in school I would have hated doing study or homework at home I'm like that's my space I don't want it um but I think the way that she kind of changed my perception of how I work in different spaces um because like if you're creating something it's never if you're rehearsing in one space it's not going to be usually that space it's going to be in a different yeah, space absolutely. and it's always like yeah. oh how are we going to make it the same mm-hmm. kind of thing um but yeah and I I I would love to meet her in person because I love her but um, um yeah it was very and we created these it was called the last um big shoes our uh project and it was all about our favorite pair of shoes and oh yes I remember created, I thought, yes yeah we created these kind of like nearly short film pieces mm-hmm. like dance kind of short film pieces um and Philippa um helped us like create the choreography and kind of the story like my everyone's was different there was one lady who was Spanish and she did like her piece outdoors somewhere in Dublin but it looked like Spain but um she spoke a piece of text in Spanish and it was absolutely gorgeous yeah um my bit I did it in my I did it in uh Glasnevin in my digs <laughs> it was um and I wrote a piece of text um but like Philippa was brilliant in the way that like she would say okay go to this place um so a lot of us were in Dublin so she was like okay maybe um for me personally she said okay try to go to St Stephen's Green and try and get that shot or like try dancing in that place and I was like okay (laughs) Um, amazing but yeah even even if we didn't use that it was still really helpful in regards to like development yeah context Um, and and saying yes or no to something in terms of if that works or how that has an influence on what you're going to do yeah Yeah. um so yeah I I would suggest everyone do Cush Came Broadreach it's incredible (laughs) I like I did it last year as well I will continue to do it until I'm 25 until they kick me out (laughs) it's very very good so Neve, let's go backwards a little bit in terms of of your entry point into dance yeah so or your attraction or I had a funny uh kind of I still have a funny kind of relationship with dance I love it um and when I was I I started ballet when I was five I wanted to do when I was four but the dance teacher wouldn't let me um but um, I suppose my mom loved ballet as well. And she, like the first ballet that I, I obviously don't remember it, but she says, um, she brought me and my brother, I was two and my brother was like a couple of months old. <laughs> and she's, um, she took us to see Sleeping Beauty in the Royal Opera House, or the Opera House in Belfast. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so she, kind of like always kind of took us to anything she could really get her hands on so like if there was like a free we went to London a lot when whenever there was um I have to say London's very good at that with free like events and free theatre so sometimes there would be a lot of kind of Shakespeare in the park we were like yeah um or like it gets properly uh, as possible and then she'd just bring the binoculars and like just bring loads oh, of fabulous. um the ballet bug from her I think um and not not just Ireland but in general I think like we have Shano dancing every country has a like dance um movement in them yeah 
uh, in a culture. And um, so, yeah, I started in ballet and then I um, wanted to be a ballerina, but I was no, that was never going to happen. <laughs> I was not graceful at all, but I was really good at um, expressing and yeah. mine. So um, I loved that. I And I loved all, like I loved, ballet and I still do like if I still got the chance I would do it and maybe I'll go back to it I don't know um but yeah so I through that I did a bit more dance I went I was in my stage school my local stage school in Monaghan and Gavin Quigley's born to perform stage school which Mm -hmm. was brilliant it was really good and it's still going and we did kind of dancing there and singing and drama and yeah I kind of from that I was I loved singing as well I did singing lessons and um, choir and stuff and I kind of got into musicals then and I got into youth theatre and I just um, and then obviously I went to college to the TU Dublin Conservatoire of Music and Drama it was Rathmines DIT when I was there but it's changed now it's changed over Um, yeah and um, I had one, like I loved all my lectures. I loved the course so much and I loved how it really kind of broadened. I think when we're young, um, when we're young, <laughs> you're, um, you kind of have this, and I would have been very like that everything is black and white it's kind of like this is theatre this is dance there's there's no really kind of uh it doesn't really uh trans just dis, dis, what <laughs> that's it there's there yeah they don't or they don't really combine like I still struggle I still like no I am an actor I'm not a dancer okay, okay. but they're just labels and like any like anyone could act if they really wanted to it's not I think it's one of those human natures and I think dances as well um and so yeah I did a module with Ella Clark um Mm -hmm. which was dance and we did I think Ella really I didn't realize at the time but really um just made me aware of how my body could move and how there was like dance was not just one thing it's not just like um traditional techniques there's it's a very very broad range absolutely um and it's extremely important in any kind of performance whether you're actor singer or whatever if you're not connected with your body absolutely you're not gonna have nothing's gonna work like um no yeah yeah and I remember um sorry I, I remember her doing a lot of like yoga and stuff but I remember using I think it was for a class for an acting class and I used her a position she had we were doing yoga and it was it was lying down and um I used that in one of my texts and I don't know how but I really really sparked an emotional response um so basically what I found through Ella's classes and using kind of dance or movement or a position was um that you get a response from the body in if you put it and it's in Alexander t- technique as well if you put the body and viewpoints in Suzuki if you put the body in a certain position um it will automatically stimulate a res- a response or yes. emotional response yeah. like I started bawling in the middle of this response yeah and there was one particular class Vanella was like are you okay I was like yes I'm just crying um, <laughs> and my body does that when it's gotten a relief I cry but I'm not actually sad yeah um, no it's yes I understand yes um so yeah I found that really really useful as a performer to use even in regards to text um 
and yeah I suppose kind of making like the magic of theatre and kind of the arts is that it's not it's not real but it is real that's what's like so magic about it Mm-hmm. Um, well it's real because you create it though you make it you yeah you, you give it its real properties you know it's it's not imagined you're putting it out there and you're creating it and so it's real for you and then your reality will be different from someone else's reality you know and what they yeah. experience in terms of what they're doing as well it's kind of like ter- what like people's perceptions in society of like okay if I like say a speech while in a shower on stage or like mm-hmm. in a wheelbarrow like some people yeah. are like that's really odd nobody does that um but you're right in terms of it is real yeah in that it's state of mind real as well isn't it um yeah a person could feel they're in the shower and they could feel like they're in the wheelbarrow and that's the way they're feeling and it comes out in that way rather than a reality of someone doing it or not doing it but it's the state of mind reality yes. as well that you yes, just look at yes, yeah. yes. so tell me with the both of you and your experiences now I mean emergence is a great opportunity in terms of just having assets the this creative time in terms of the the choreographers who, you know, each bring something very, very different to you in terms of their experience, in terms of their backgrounds, in terms of just the way they see the world, no more than you give to each other in terms of your perceptions and your observations. Um, so where are you both at this point now? Um, sorry, another question. Have you two met in person? Yes. You have, you have, because some of the emergence cohorts last year, they never met each other in person I think they did on the very last day or something so you two have met that's great and um so tell me now for you both in terms of where you started in the process of coming into emergence or sort of when you saw the opportunity in terms of your creative process in terms of where you are where are you at and um sort of how how have have you changed how have you are you, do you have more questions? Do you have less questions? You know, when you're going through that whole investigative process, you thought, oh, this is the direction. And then you get into it. You think there's a whole other direction here. There's something else. Kate, how is it for you coming from, a, you know, that you're saying the contemporary as a real uh, direction for you? Um, yeah, so I would have been familiar with the contemporary process. Like, hmm. to this just because I have done some pieces so yeah. in college and everything. So I was yeah. familiar with, like, obviously I've noticed doing emergence that from all of the mentors, they mm. all do have different processes and it's yeah. very unique to the mm-hmm. individual and the artists themselves. And like you said, like it's all to do with their like perception and what they want to create. Like I know, when we had John Scott, he was very much about abstract and just like floating ideas off the top of his head like that. Mm-hmm. Like, try this, try this. It was very experimental almost. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed Jesse Keenan was a lot of like kind of more task based um, work. So she'd give you an idea and you might like stimulate the movement idea through your body and try and like engage it we were just given so many creative like techniques almost Mm -hmm. which was absolutely fabulous um but my the creative process that I would have been used to changed from when I was training at my dance school to training in college Mm -hmm. so in college we had done a lot of like improvisation and we would have been given a lot of task-based work so how it would have worked is maybe would we would have learned one or two phrases and then we would pull those phrases apart so we'd have those core kind of phrases that we learned then we would pull those phrases apart maybe change the like structure of them change the speed add in little sections or slow sections down we might add in like highs lows levels uh jumps or repeat like repeating things or yeah. doing things in retrograde and then 
we would have been given like on a separate section we would have been given an idea like maybe an idea or some movements to choose from mm-hmm. or else maybe like a text to use a few words from the text and create like gestures so gestural like we'd always have like a gestural section and then from there it would kind of just take its course like you might as in walks from there so like there'll be certain sections of music maybe you would match the phrase too so that is that is the system that I would still go with almost yeah um slightly different because those pieces would have been in groups so like walking and directions like that they would have worked as like a cohort rather than just an individual Mm -hmm. and that is something that I found really interesting so working on a solo rather than in a group is like a completely different um dynamic as a choreographer because yeah like a small movement you have to make sure it's big enough to catch the effect of the audience rather than when it was a small movement as a group it would be so effective yeah and that kind of like as well another element to the creative process um that I would have been used to was you would have created this piece and it would develop on top of it and mm-hmm. slowly like you might start with the phrase add in walks and then while we're all walking as a group someone would branch out and maybe do a solo and that's how it would have taken its course whereas now it's yeah. just me on stage so yeah it's about keeping that level up and like keeping that interest and how I'm going to work with that and yeah factor in what I know but differently so using the process that I'm used to but kind of breaking that down a little bit Mm -hmm. and um, working with that so I think that's where working with the mentors has been so helpful because they've just given us so many ideas and it's definitely more like tailored to like a soloist and our yeah. own approach and like how yeah. to stimulate movement maybe when we're not feeling the most creative and mm-hmm. that has certainly been a bit of an obstacle for me um okay to get that idea to like the idea that I have yes into, like physical movement yes and how's that trans yeah yeah so it's it's always like creating is always a process mm-hmm. and it has it ebbs and flows so at the minute I'm like pushing through and I think I'm getting like I'm I'm in a nice place I've created some movement and again like that like if I'm struggling I will just go with the basics of what I want yeah so I'll see does it reflect like my intention yes how can I add in like more emotion and expression and what is this movement saying Mm -hmm. and then if I'm happy with just like the basics, I'll come back to it maybe the next day or even in a half an hour's time and I will yeah. look at it and say, oh, what if I explore this route? How can I do something different? Like mm-hmm. what is the obvious course of action? And maybe try and find the obvious course of action. Yeah. So all these kind of ideas have been given to us by the mentors, which has been something really interesting. And Carla as well has been so helpful. I think her she gave us almost a small presentation and it had all the elements of creating choreography and I love that kind of almost like logical technical side to it absolutely it's just nearly like um something to fall back on a bit in terms of you're a bit like it's like a checkbox thing or just for yourself saying okay in terms of the elements what am I applying what am I not doing or am I just acting on impulse or how is this actually mm-hmm. fitting in together it's another like when you're putting an essay together what is your thesis how is it supporting it and how is it keeping yeah. its strength and everything yeah totally and like providing that kind of structure I suppose like obviously I love creativity but and like that creative side to things but I find if I'm creating like I'm just kind of in a flow state so like I'm not really thinking about anything Mm -hmm. I'm just moving and that is what I'm doing like I'm really in my body but then when I'm trying to when I have all these ideas when they're kind of all up in the air to bring them back down I like to have those structures and techniques to just like support that and make sure Mm -hmm. that the movement will be solid and that what I want to put forward 
is like a clear idea and that yeah. kind of will appeal to like the audience will get an idea of it but obviously have their own kind of individual um opinion and yeah. take what they want from it but I'd like yeah, to yeah. make your idea so yeah that's kind of been my process emergence has been something really beneficial to me I think it's a nice way to bridge the gap um between going from training okay of course yes and so for both of you so Neve as well you've actually you know you've touched on upon quite a bit of this as well in terms of your work say with Philippa and um you know her process and then I'm sure you're applying that to all of this now um to this work and then you have the added value of, of the mentors as well so for both of you though in terms of then working with future choreographers so yourselves as choreographers then when you think into your future how do you feel as well then or that this this what you're doing now this process has an influence or an impact on your work with choreographers in the future yourself as dancers and say not as as choreographers both of you can chime in at any time here hey go ahead Nate. I'm yeah. sorry. um well i i think for me uh personally like um emergence has just been like i i literally on hand on her like this is not um whatever it it's been i i have no bad word or not even a tiny critique to say about the experience even with the sessions online and the mentors and everyone in that group of emergence are so supportive yeah um and I think like even the way Kate was saying to as a kind of uh professional who's just left college it's a really scary moment and you're kind of like everyone's gonna eat me um and you're you're entering this big bad world and you're like oh but when you meet people um like mentors like John and Jesse and Lucia and Alwyn and ever and Carla and and all of the guys like um all the girls like on emergence um it kind of makes you really hopeful and it allows you to I think personally for me get a lot more confident because I um I you know I'd be like very insecure in my process of you're I'm kind of like at this stage where I'm like I've left college and you're kind of like I have no idea <laughs> what my process is hmm. so emergence has allowed me to understand that a bit more like uh, yeah. and I, I really I really yeah. did struggle with that and I remember Carla said to me and specifically um no dancer has one has the same method of working it's not it's not like there is um and I remember my drama teacher told me when I was younger you take the tools from your toolbox and then you use what helps you um and yeah like for me I work a lot with improv and um kind of very expressive kind of uh viewpoints as well which I found but I'm not technically uh, like I'm not a technical dancer I can't like yeah. do a load of pirouettes that's okay um, doesn't that's just but, yeah but, but yeah that's the thing it's kind of like emergence has allowed me to nearly accept that and um is it like giving you permission it's okay you yeah can still it's dance nearly, without being able exactly, to do five pirouettes like. exactly it's like <laughs> giving you permission to say you're a dancer performer watch and um, hold on did you, do you remember kate at the start saying the whole tap dancing like <laughs> yeah yeah it's, some, things it's are, some things are some things are and but also it's like you learn from the mentors but you like i've learned so much from kate and the others like the way that they work and yeah. like i'll take like Kate might do something like wow that's really interesting or Sarah one of the other girls and um, she brought in a scrapbook mm-hmm. and I just thought this was the best thing ever because <laughs> I was like I had never 
thought of like, even as, and I, not even as a dancer, actor, whatever, I just thought that was such a clever way. But she explained it in the way that that works for me, but it might not work for you. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's um, okay. Yeah, you draw upon these things. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really a right or wrong uh, way of doing it. It's just kind of your way of doing it. And I think, because um, I said that yesterday, Kate and I were on a call with the composers who are brilliant oh yeah yes. and I was kind of like yeah I've gotten to the point where it's panic mode I am doing a load of different stuff I don't know what's working and what's not mm-hmm. um and I did I I remember Amanda Coogan she gave a talk for the first fortnight panic is the process and I keep yes. going back to that mm-hmm. that um mm-hmm. it's like it, it is part of the process and um I suppose yeah the kind of that's the thing with art like you you don't know if it's gonna land but it's I think if you're able to it sounds very hippy dippy but like accept yourself um and if you're like concrete in like this is what I'm doing um then it doesn't really matter because art is so subjective like it really is and I think emergence has helped me with that as well like if someone doesn't like what you're doing it doesn't really matter because it's art um and yeah yeah it's kind of it's it's definitely broad and uh, and even the terms of like labels like Every uh, like I think Lucia d- described herself as a performer, and I'm like, yeah, you're not actually one thing. You're a mm-hmm. human being who's very broad. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's also, yeah, it's definitely showed me what I personally really love as an artist and what work I really love, which is. I love storytelling through the body and movement. And I love uh, seeing someone tell a story with their body because I think it just breaks language and it's just, I don't know, it's like it's like magic. <laughs> I think um, it's very good. Um, well, it, it's coming full circle to what you said at the very start around that's the part that you loved about ballet was about storytelling yeah and um there's another dancer who did a podcast with over on the dance ireland podcast series and pardon my my irish pronunciation but siobhan nee Dweeney, um, oh yeah based on core that she talks a lot about that as well and about um ballet and expressiveness and storytelling and okay yes you remind me of what she what she spoke about there as well um Kate I was thinking about as well our our brief conversation before this and this ties in what Neve was saying about the composers and talking with the composers and just as well ties in how the past influences the future the present influences the future and and we're talking about your initial idea Mm -hmm. for what you were going to do has changed and evolved and how you know, you have an idea and then later on in the future, it becomes relevant. And no more like Neve has the sense of, well, movement is like dance is right for me. And it's the whole storytelling thing that now is the leading, it's the the leading player in what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was um, a point that you were starting to make about the musicians. And just when Neve was talking about you having our musicians, the composers, you having your uh, chat with the composer yesterday, what were you going to say then about the composers? Um, so my initial idea was to do with dementia because it was like my granny actually has dementia and I noticed although she mightn't remember me all the time, she remembers feelings. So mm-hmm. like she's comfortable around me because she remembers the feeling of being around me. Beautiful. And, I suppose when me and my mum were kind of, we've looked up like little bits and pieces, but she's noticed that like my granny loves going for a drive. So anytime we go for a drive, we put on some music. 
Mm. And mom was like, you have to download like Dubliners or like the Wolf Tones because this is music she remembers. And when we looked it up, there's, so with dementia, I'm not certain of the ins and outs of it, but there's something about the memory of music. I think it spans across the whole of your brain. Mm. So it's one of the last things you're going to remember. And I think it's also very soothing as well. So I found that so interesting. But another thing is when I was with my granny, I um, would just like, I sometimes I might just dance, but I'm completely like, I'm joking, like I'm kidding. I kick my leg up in the air just to make her laugh. Mm, It's something that I think is so important. It's that connection there and then, because when you are around someone who has dementia or Alzheimer's, like there's no point like when it gets to a certain stage you don't want to press them to try and remember memories there's something that we hold near and dear to ourselves and Mm. they mightn't be able to remember that which is part and parcel of what the disease is but you can always connect with them in that present moment and i actually watched i think it was a ted talk on someone talking about how to connect with someone who is like suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's, it's that key to do with movement. And they use the example of being around someone with quite advanced um, Alzheimer's and they just ask them to show them what it looks like for when the sea moves. And they just started doing that with their hand. So I thought it was a really interesting way of how you can connect in the present, use your body and like, you're creating a memory there in that moment and it's just so present and Mm. that can be the most comfortable place for that person and for you and like they will remember like they will feel that and it's important that whole feeling behind it so that was something I found super interesting psychology is something I'm also super interested in Mm. for me um in my final year of school it was deciding on whether I wanted to do psychology or whether I wanted to do dance and I battled that literally up until I would say July And then I was off to Stella. Like, yeah, you can still draw on different aspects of, of everything. They can all, yeah. yeah. So it was something I found really interesting. And that kind of pushed me onto like my new idea. So when I set that idea aside, mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of set the dementia idea aside for the minute. And then my idea evolved when I took a dance psychology webinar by Lucy Clements. She is a PhD psychologist, but also uh, works with dancers a lot. And the work that she's doing is so inspiring. Um, She's working with like companies, youth companies, going to schools, giving lectures, but she also did like a webinar on how we can use dance and psychology together to improve our performance, but also that kind of like our performance mentally, creatively, and like physically as well. Mm-hmm. So that was something I found super interesting. And one of the concepts in there was um, identity conflict. And that mm-hmm. was something I thought was so interesting, especially having moved home. I found I was in such a little bubble when I was in mm-hmm. college, all dancers surrounding me. Yeah, Everyone knew what was going on. And now that I'm home, I'm around a lot more people who aren't in that sphere because they're just like kind of people I would have grown up with even like at work at the minute like I'm working as a waitress so like it's not in that bubble so I like up until I joined Emergence it was um a little bit isolating being back here because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I haven't broken into the industry as such and I still kind of need to spread my wings a bit but that's where Emergence has come in so like I loved it because I wanted to make connections along with being able to create the work, but it was being able to be with other artists and being in that space that has been so inspiring. And like Neve said, it's been an incredibly supportive group. So it's been like, I love it so much. So, um, yeah, no, it's great. And I think the really nice thing is that there's a group of you. It's not like there's just one person mm-hmm. like a one-to-one sort of thing but when there's the group of you you can so easily learn together and that you have each other as well to draw upon yeah, and just absolutely. as you're 
going through your career, going on through your next stage, you're just like, oh, what's that person doing? Or what's that person doing? Or you draw upon each other when you reference each other and you continue to learn each other because it's like this weave that comes in and out. And by the time you know it, you're like, you're, you're with that person again somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess there's that whole thing as well of the experiences that you have here and the creativity and, mm-hmm. you know, the improvisation and all these different um, skills and methods of working and that, you know, you have that flow in between not like um, that you, that you, you're, you could apply different things at different times. You can flow in and out of being kind of um, this sort of dancer, that sort of dancer, or, you know, that you, you're not, you're not boxed into something, right? You have all kinds of different tools to call upon. And when you're working with other choreographers as well, you can draw upon that and absolutely and offer those as well. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. We've been given a lot of like techniques and stuff to so all the techniques and ideas that we have been given have been mm. so broad. I think all of the mentors work quite differently, which has been so great to have that diversity of like thought and how they work. Mm. Even like me said, being around other different dancers has been phenomenal. Like I would say my process in comparison to Neves like I would say they're polar opposites. Mm-hmm. I like storytelling is not my strongest point. Mm-hmm. I'm more used to just like moving and mm-hmm. really like kind of being in my body that way. So that's been really interesting. And it's so lovely to see all the different strong points and like the uniqueness that people have mm-hmm. and like draw from that. Cause I yeah. think that energy to bounce off other artists mm-hmm. is so important. And it kind of keeps you growing and flourishing and like moving forward with all of those ideas like that you can definitely come back to and she the point she made earlier as well about like I was very much kind of like like dancer like I'm not anything else and then when I went into my Mm -hmm. training I was like okay to make the most of this I really need to act like I'm the best singer when I'm not Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah just try and push myself to be the best tap dancer, even though it's Mm. not my thing. Like it's about being able to like, just adapt yourself and have all those skills because Mm. it's so necessary. And I think the, like, I would say as well, the choreographic process for me has been about like gaining confidence in myself as a choreographer, because as a dancer coming Mm. straight out of college in my head, I'm kind of like, I don't really have the rite of passage right now to like the go voice. create work, you know? Yeah, or the voice of the, the language or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I, like, for me, I feel like I need to have worked under different choreographers first for me to say, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a choreographer now, like I've done all this work, worked with all these people. So it's been interesting to kind of like gain that confidence. But I also have noticed if you're going to work as a kind of contemporary dancer, even if you're working as a performer, you need to be able to take the initiative and you might have to create when you're um, in a professional environment yes. like that might be necessary from mm-hmm. the artistic director. They might ask that of you. So this has been a really great skill overall to learn. Um, that's great. Um, so I have a question for you both before we finish. You can use one word, you can use one sentence to say where you're at now in your creative process in terms of your creative development. So let's not think so much about, or I don't mean specifically about the work that you're creating now. So I want it more in general in terms of where you're at, say, than you were, say, a year ago. Are you still searching, right? Is it Neef, yeah. Yeah, sorry, that took me a while. I was like, Whoa. no, that's okay. <laughs> um, I know, I totally uh, put, put you both on the spot here. Probably, and I just copped it there. I would probably say I'm a lot more settled. Settled, um, beautiful. Yeah, settled, because last year I was not settled. <laughs> I was in my quarters. final year, it was COVID. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely, and I know that is because of emergence, um, I feel a lot more settled in myself but especially as an artist I kind of Beautiful. don't fully know where I am but but you're okay yes <laughs> okay Kate I have a word for you Kate but I can't put words in your mouth 
Um, okay, this is a difficult one. I would say, um, like, okay, finding that like core idea and like concept is mm -hmm. where I'm at at the minute. Right. Um, yeah, it's, that's quite like specific to this process, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> So for both of you, I would have said for you, Kate, exploring. And that goes in what you were saying about finding, right? And then for Neve, I would have said for you, um, acceptance. Oh, they're pretty. Yeah, they are, aren't they? <laughs> just, just basically in terms of what you've both been talking about, because, you know, um, yeah, it's really quite exciting listening to both of you and, and, and hearing where you both feel you're at. And you're both at really, really exciting places and coming together from such different diverse backgrounds and coming together and, and you just see how much influence how much um you just learn from each other and the wonderful thing is is that you learn from each other but at the same time you're saying well that's your thing and this is my thing and and you don't take on oh she's really good at that you don't feel this need then to take it on mm -hmm. you know I think that's really important that both of you are really you have that awareness of like well, she's really good at this and that's her thing. And that's really lovely. And you draw maybe elements of or it will spark something, but you're true to yourself as well, which is the most important thing. Cause otherwise you're just, you're not going to have that groundedness and your ideas are just going to be all over. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's, um, the, there it's kind of, yeah, it's that thing of knowing, um, we're, we're all very similar, but very different at the same time. Yeah. Um, it's like striking that balance, I think, between yeah. the two of being able to take from others, but also knowing your like core self enough to yeah. like know where you stand as an artist, um, mm -hmm. but yeah. also being open enough and being enough of a blank canvas to keep growing and expanding. Um, so, yeah. It's been absolutely lovely to spend this Saturday morning with you both. Thank you so much. You, you too. That was yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I look forward to seeing all your work on the 30th. But until then, I'd say we'll we'll keep we'll keep chatting online. And um, yeah, we'll keep sharing all of your work on Instagram. And it's something that people can look back on. And I think these podcasts are really great for for everyone to have an insight into, into a young creative process. So thank you. Thank you so much. Making Noise, Making Moves is funded by South Dublin County Council with support from the Arts Council Ireland and in partnership with Contact Studio. Find us on Instagram to see all the latest news and programme opportunities.